Hey y'all, what's up? Happy to be in your ears today. I want to start off by sharing a personal story, or maybe it's just um, a POV, a personal POV, that's what I'll call it. And that is that one of the biggest personal benefits that I've enjoyed from interviewing hundreds of people for this show, sitting down with so many of the the top creators and entrepreneurs that are on Creative Live, and just the the circle of folks that I have had the huge privilege of of running around with for the last you know couple of decades in my life. One of the biggest benefits is not just talking to those people and collaborating with them, learning from them, but also understanding how similar we all are. And an extension of that is learning that even the most successful people in the world often feel like imposters to their own lives. Now, recognizing this and recognizing that no one, no one have I met has complete confidence in herself and her abilities. No one, or if she did, maybe even for a, a second, she quickly got bored with that work or with that confidence and wanted to move on and find something else to do with a bigger challenge and higher stakes. And this is a, this is a common theme with high performers. And I'm guessing so many of you are listening right now because you don't just want to tap into your creativity or your entrepreneurship, but you want to do so at a high level, whatever high means for you. But again, this is this this is why I found this topic of of talking to so many other folks that are high performers so helpful and realizing that the highest performers who almost always operate at the edge of their capabilities, whether they consciously intend to or not, so many of them often feel like they're out of their element in one way or another. This little reminder was so powerful the other day when I was feeling frustrated about a particular thing. And I went back, went back to this uh, section in Creative Calling where I've written about the concept of failing to succeed. And that's where the inspiration for this came from today. Uh, and I had, I had recently sort of been cataloging a handful of requests that I was getting through social feeds. And this idea of imposter syndrome was... Nah, number number one or maybe certainly top five. Now, so you know, if you if you want more information, go go read this section of the book. But you know, I was inspired by some of these words that I'd written now a couple of years ago, and I was reminded that identifying as a creator it means choosing to realize at least some of your creative aspirations, right? And in doing that, this requires us sitting with fear sitting with doubt, coming to terms with self-doubt. There are so many times when, you know, I'm talking about them in the third part, in the third party, right? Those folks who are the highest performers in the world, folks that have been on the show and on Creative Live. But you know what? I'm also talking about myself. I've often wondered if I have what it takes, even in an area like photography or entrepreneurship where I'm highly proficient. I wonder if I've got what it takes. And I'm guessing that you often do too. I know that sometimes when you're sitting alone at three in the morning, staring at the ceiling, that you're wondering if you can make that next project work, whether that's something you're doing for fun or pleasure or work, 
staring at the ceiling, wondering if you can make it happen is inevitable. It's part of being human. You know what the easiest thing in the world to do with that doubt is to choose an extreme, right? Either blind faith that everything will work out or on the opposite end of that same spectrum, relentless doubt that it's sure to fail, that it won't work, that only other people get to turn their ideas into reality. But here's the thing, that extreme of just panacea general, like I'm always, it's always going to work. That's not real. And at the other end, this it's never going to work is super toxic. So the reality is each of us has to find the middle ground between faith and doubt and learn to get comfortable there. Become familiar with the hardships of putting your ideas out into the world, with the hardships of creativity. Toughen those emotional calluses, toughen the muscles that you have to use in between faith and doubt, because that's where all of the best stuff happens. No one knows everything and no one uh, pretends to know nothing and runs in blindly. When you train hard at the gym, especially at first, right? Of course, you know you're, you're going to have sore muscles. You know you're going to hurt for a few days after that first trip to the gym. And the second and the third sessions, those are actually the worst, right? Because then you're sore from session one. In session two, you're compounding that soreness. And session three, even worse. And usually it's a couple days over, right? Like the first day sore is like bad. The second day, brutal. You're still sore and yet you're back at the gym. You're back lifting weights. You're back cranking out reps that are going to help you in the thing toward which you endeavor. And here's the cool thing. If you stick with it, if you get familiar with that soreness, I don't know how it works for you, but here's how it works for me. I actually walk around when I'm sore, like after heavy squats, a couple of days later, I feel good. I'm like, that's good sore. Now I thought sore was pain. Sore is pain early on in the process, but there becomes this awareness in my body, at least that this soreness is a sign. You have to tear these muscles down until they, you know, in, so that they can grow back stronger. The fibers of those muscles, you stress them out in order to make them stronger. So in a weird way, the soreness is a little bit uncomfortable. It is an amazing reminder. And you, you know what? You, you, you become aware that this is part of the process. This is normal. And it's so obvious with lifting weights or training or running, preparing for a marathon or whatever physical attribute you want to do. But you know what? It's the same thing for what you want to achieve for a little, a couple steps forward and a couple steps back, some failure. If we get used to tripping up and stumbling and getting back up again, that just like going to the gym when after a few weeks or a few months, you're like, you know what? I am, I am at first subtly aware that I am stronger than I was when I started a few weeks or a few months ago. And that sort of subtle awareness can sometimes become a profound awareness when you went from not being able to, you know, run two or three miles consecutively to doing that half marathon. I'm a little stronger than when I started. Now, every creative failure is, is the seed or it contains the seeds 
of a future victory if you're willing to look for them. They're not always obvious, right? It'd be easy to say, to write off the soreness as this can't possibly be good for my body because pain is bad, right? Pain is something I'm supposed to avoid. Uh Uh-uh, not true. Every struggle you have on your journey to become who you want to be, every creative failure along the way contains the seeds of future victory. You never know where the road will take you, right? You, we can't see the future. If we had a crystal ball, we wouldn't be, certainly you wouldn't be listening to this podcast because you'd already know what I said. The fact that we don't know where roads will take us is the reason to walk them. And victories, those victories that are buried in the failures that you've had in the past and sometimes failures for no apparent reason, you know, these victories, they often themselves masquerade as failures, right? Sometimes it takes years to realize how some loss from years ago was actually a huge benefit in the long run. In fact, if we can all connect the dots of our lives looking backwards, that is the only way it starts to make sense, right? I remember Steve Jobs saying, we can only connect the dots looking backwards. For me, I realized that I needed to get so deep into soccer and have somewhat mastered that so that I could go to college on a soccer scholarship and be on the Olympic development team and have a chance to play only to realize that I didn't want to do that. And then use the same tools, the same drive, the same discipline that I learned through playing soccer to something like photography, right? You can only connect the dots looking backwards. You can see how tragic it is when someone lets a single failure drive him or her or they away from anything, from a creative practice, from this vision that we you know, may have had for ourselves at one time. One failure. I want you to take something away from today's podcast. I want you to understand that failure is not losing. Failing happens all the time to the winningest people I know. In fact, it's an ingredient in their victory. Now, I'm not going to lie, right? No, you know, no wool over no eyes. Multiple factors come together to create success in anything in life, in a, a sport, in a career, in a creative pursuit. That's just the way it is. That's reality. We all want to be discovered and judged on our own unique merits, right? But there are so many other elements at play, so many other things. And it's not, by contrast, it's all who you know, quote, quote, because you can know someone who's extremely talented and they may be in a position to promote you or your work, but you know how long that's going to last? If you suck, it's not going to last very long. It's almost never just about the work itself, though. It is a cornucopia of things. Good work, however, that's the cost of entry. Breaking through? Now, that depends on so much more. And this is where I want you to invest. Of course, you have to be great at your craft, whatever that is. Remember, good work is the cost of entry. But what about all the other stuff, your people skills, your positioning, your serendipity, being in the right place at the right time, 
you can work to put yourself in those environments. And in fact, everyone who has created sustained success and fulfillment for themselves has done some or all of those things over time. Now, right now, you might be scratching your head, lamenting this, like, oh, woe is me. And I'm here to tell you that instead of lamenting this, it is really to your benefit to embrace it. Step back and, and look at all of the things. Consider all of the factors that have played a role in the careers of those people that you are seeking to emulate right now, your heroes. Step back and think about all of the factors that went into the success of anyone that you admire or respect. Hard work, luck, opportunity, um, privilege, all these things come together. So what can you do to adapt as many of those as possible to create your own approach? You are not going to be able to adopt all of the attributes of the most successful people that you want, but how can you take as many of them as possible and put them to work for you? And then think about what you have that that person might not, because I know there's something. How can you then leverage that into creating the success for yourself? This simple shift in mindset, this acknowledgement that failure is nothing but a stepping stone to success and that failure, learning how to not avoid it, but rather to recover quickly from it. If you can change this simple aspect of your mindset, I'm banking that you can make more progress in the next chapter than any other chapter to date. Just try me. <laughs> Just try me. All right, that about wraps up today's micro show. I want to remind you that uh, this podcast is a reflection of the community that supports it. Uh, the, those of you who show up and write reviews for this, who give shouts out on social, I look for, read, harvest every piece of feedback that I can get on this show from you. Specifically reviews, they mean the world to getting our podcast noticed. It's the reason that we are often in one of the top podcasts on Apple. We are featured in that little carousel up there on, on, on Apple, Spotify, um, Stitcher, others, uh, Google Play. I want to say thank you. And um, again, know that I'm watching this community carefully and, and then I participate. So if you can give me a shout out, questions, concerns, thoughts, anything you want me to cover in a future micro show or guests that you'd love for me to have on the show, please do. I am happy to. I consider it a key element of this community. And of course, um, I want to steer you just for a second to two what I consider to be critical assets for um, creating the living and life that you want for yourself. One, of course, Creative Live, the world's top place where creators and entrepreneurs learn. And two is my book, Creative Calling. I uh, just want to give a shout out that that you all made that a bestseller when it came out uh, this past September. Um, we had a one-year anniversary, and uh, it just means the world to me that you all are leaving reviews out there in the world and that it's adding value. If you are new to those two places, go check them out. Let me know what you think. And if you're old hat there, well, I want to say thank you. And uh, I look forward to being in your ears again soon. Until then, I bid you adieu. 
Hey, that was an awesome episode. But before you bounce, just I got three quick thoughts. First, thank you for being in this community. It gives me so much juice. I can't even tell you. So much juice that when I hit publish and this show goes out into the ether, that there's an amazing community of like-minded people just like you consuming and sharing the show. So thank you. Second, it would be huge. It would mean the world to me if you left a review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Now, we're regularly featured at the top slot there on Apple Podcast page and others and Spotify, etc. And that's because of your reviews. So if you've ever wanted to uh, lend a hand or you got some value from me in the past and you want to pay it forward, that would be amazing. And then lastly, it would also mean the world to me if you shared the content that you get here. Whether it's a screenshot or a photo of where you're listening, anything via Instagram stories um, or any other social feeds tagging me and the guests. Now, I repost this content and your comments all the time, so I would love to share your shoutouts in my feed too. Um, not only do these shoutouts uh, are, are they good for you and me, but they also help us book amazing guests because they see the reach that you cultivate. This is a way for you to help contribute to the show. So, again, want to say thanks i'm just at chase jarvis you can use at creative live as well and the guests are easy to track down because they are well they're usually quite well-known people um but again thank you so much for listening i'm looking forward to being in your ears again hopefully tomorrow